Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. I'm Dr. Daniel Burns. I'm a cardiac surgeon at Cleveland Clinic. Today I want to talk to you about one of the more common things that can happen after your heart surgery. This is something known as atrial fibrillation. This is a heart rhythm disturbance that results from manipulating the heart during uh, cardiac surgery. About one in every three patients gets atrial fibrillation after a cardiac surgery when they've had no history of it beforehand. Thankfully, in many cases, this is easily treatable. Normally, your heart conducts in a very organized, top-down manner, so to speak. Your natural pacemaker, or the sinoatrial, or SA node, paces naturally at a rate of about 60 to 80 beats per minute. This is conducted down through the right upper chamber to the atrioventricular, or AV node, which sits right at the cross point of all four chambers of the heart. Here, there's a slight delay in conduction, and then down the ventricular septum, conduction continues on either side through right and left conduction bundles. The coordinated activity of these natural electrical tissues provides the normal coordinated upper and lower chamber contraction needed to supply blood to the rest of the body. In atrial fibrillation, you lose the coordinated electrical activity of that SA node. Instead, you get more chaotic and random electrical impulses from throughout the right and left atria. This leads to erratic and unpredictable impulses being directed to the AV node, which results in an irregular, sometimes rapid, and sometimes slow heart rate. Because of the uncoordinated electrical activity, the upper chambers really don't contract, instead, kind of just wriggling, so blood can sometimes become static and pool in certain regions of the upper chamber, leading to blood clot development. In most cases of atrial fibrillation, in a short period of time, by changing around the post-operative medications, we can break this rhythm. In more rare cases, the heart rate may be so fast that it may be causing blood pressure compromise. In that case, we can do what's called a cardioversion, where we apply an electric current or a shock to the chest in order to reset the heart rhythm. The vast majority of post-operative atrial fibrillation can be treated in the hospital and the majority of patients go home in a normal sinus rhythm. Occasionally, the atrial fibrillation persists greater than 48 to 72 hours. In those cases, once we achieve a controlled rate, meaning the heart not going too fast, we have to start a short course of blood thinner. This is to prevent the previously mentioned blood clots from forming. The good news here is that post-operative atrial fibrillation in the vast majority of cases is self-limited. So in the minority of patients that may go home with atrial fibrillation, the majority of them will be back in a normal sinus rhythm within uh, one to two weeks, generally meaning that long-term blood thinners will not be required. However, a small subset of patients may continually persist, in which case ongoing management of not only the heart rate medications and blood thinners, 
may need to be undertaken by your local cardiology team. Once you go home after your heart surgery, you may not know whether or not you're in atrial fibrillation, and that can be totally normal. The most common telltale sign is a racing heart rate, and you may feel this in your neck or in your chest, and in those cases, it's important to get in touch with not only your heart surgeon, but your local medical team as well. In many, if not most cases, this is able to be resolved medically and shouldn't result in any major complications going forward. For the medical management of atrial fibrillation, generally these are just medications taken orally. However, in the early stages while in hospital, you may receive certain medications through an IV, and this is totally normal and assists with getting the medication in somewhat more rapidly. When you go home, some medications may be at a static dose, and some might be tapered down over the course of several weeks. Either way, this is very normal and an expected management strategy for atrial fibrillation, with or without needing a blood thinner. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.